We are going to learn the mind-blowing fact this morning. Remember how I told you when I was studying for this? I thought I was studying like a normal Bible study that I had heard before and then went, what? Like literally mind-blown. I have a roommate in Berlin right now. She's Australian. She's super introverted and quiet and sweet. And I just started yelling while I was studying. And I'm like, you are not going to believe this. And she's sitting there like, yeah, you know. And so she got to hear all about it. And yeah, anyways, you're going to get to hear all about it this morning. Turn in your Bibles to Judges chapter 4, starting with verse 17. Get ready to have your little tiny minds blown. I don't mean little tiny like you're dumb. I mean little tiny like you're little. Compared to me. So, here we go. Judges 4, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. Judges chapter 4, verse 17. What was the name of the bad guy? Sisera. Okay, here we go, Sisera, literally. Here we go. He's going down. Are you ready? You got it? You got to follow along. Get that finger out. Get the finger that's now covered in sausage grease and sticky cereal out. Okay? Here we go. But Sisera fled. (laughs) Fled away on foot to the tent of Jael. Okay? The wife of Haber, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazor and the house of Heber the Kenite, or so he thought. Okay? So he flees away, he runs away on foot to this tent because he thinks he knows a friendly family that lives there. And surely they'll let him take a nap and cover for him, right? And Jael, the wife, came out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord, turn aside to me. Do not be afraid. Something sounds odd about this. What she's really saying is, Come right in. Come right in, Sisera. Don't be afraid. Always be afraid when somebody says, don't be afraid, right? (laughs) So he turned aside to her into the tent and she covered him with a rug. Okay? Sit down, Sisera. Lay down, Sisera. Lay down. It's okay. I have this nice fluffy rug made out of mountain goat fur. And I'm probably not mountain goat. You'll see why. But lay down cover you up, okay? To cover somebody in the Old Testament was a sign that they were safe. You were offering them safety, okay? For instance, Boaz, when he saw Ruth laying at his feet, covered Ruth. That meant, I'm covering you. I've got your back, right? I'm going to take care of you. She covers him up. Good sign, 
That's a good sign too, right? Yep. And he says to her, he's laying there all snuggly in the rug. And he says to her, please give me a little water to drink for I'm thirsty from just losing a war. And she opens some milk. Wait a second. He asked for water. She opens some milk and gives it to him and to drink and then covers him back up, okay? Why would you give somebody milk? So, so far she said, come right in, don't be afraid. This is all in your notes. She covers him up with a blankie, okay? Gives him a glass of milk. Maybe it was a little warm, right? And he says to her, he's getting drowsy. His eyelids are getting heavy. And he says to her, stand by the opening of the tent. And if any man comes and asks you, is anyone here? Say no. She's like, okay, Cicero, lay back down. It's okay, I got this. I got this, okay? But J.L., the wife of Haber, are you ready for this? Uh-oh. She does something very unexpected. The tent peg. She lives in a tent. She grabs one of the tent pegs that's holding the tent flap down. She grabs it. She waits until he's asleep. J.R., Cicero, it's okay. She does everything but sing him a lullaby, but maybe she did sing. And the Bible just didn't record it. Nighty night. I don't know the words. <laughs> Duh! All the way through his temple into the ground underneath. He's a goner. Sisera's a goner. Okay, let's read the rest of the story. So good, guys. Have you ever thought the Bible's boring? What are you, nuts? Okay, so, yeah, she takes, oh, even better, though, she has a hammer, too, okay? She has the tent peg in one hand, the hammer in the other hand. She, she goes softly to him. <laughs> She's so tricky. Softly to him, drives the tent peg into his temple until it went down into the ground while he was lying fast asleep from weariness from loss of battle. I made that part up. So he died. That's a fun sentence. And behold, as Barak was pursuing Sisera, Barak hasn't heard the news yet, okay? JL went out to meet him. Brax, I feel like Brax, even though I like him, and I've said that, I feel like he's always one kind of one step late to the party. You know, like, <laughs> come on, Brack, man up. But he just, yeah, doesn't quite have it. Have it in him. He still thinks Sisera is out there somewhere. He's running, okay? He comes up, JL comes out to meet him and says to him, come here. First of all, yikes. I don't know if I'd keep following this lady, but she says, come here, <laughs> come here. I'll show you the man you're looking for. So he goes in her tent. 
And there's Sisera, dead with a tent peg sticking out of his head. Right? What a great story. And he's like, again a woman? What is wrong with me? <laughs> right, I can just imagine what he's thinking. I was so close. Oh, okay. JL got him instead. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, the king of Canaan. Why did I pause there like I had a speech impediment? Canaan. Is anybody putting pieces together yet? Canaan. King of Canaan. Before the people of Israel, and the hand of the people of Israel pressed harder and harder against Jabin, the king of Canaan. And then destroyed Jabin, the king of Canaan. Okay, if you know anything about the Old Testament, I kind of hope you do, some of you at least, or our children's churches and Sunday schools have not been doing their job. Okay, all through the Old Testament, the Israelites, they're moving like a herd of cattle, okay, traveling from here to there, headed towards where? Yes, the promised land. What's the promised land? Canaan. Are we getting there yet? No, no, we're not. Canaan. All right, I'm going to give you some hints, okay? I'm going to give you some hints. I stole some stuff from the cafeteria. Okay, here we go. Somebody turn, everybody turn, if you can, if you're that fast, to Exodus 3.8. Exodus 3.8. Somebody really loud stand and read it. That one, right back there. Up, up, today's the day. Really loud. It has plenty of what? Plenty of what? I, I'm sorry. I, guys, I am struggling. Like, there's some, like, some ear issues. One more. Oh, milk and honey. What was Deborah's name? goodness. So good. Are you ready for this? JL's name is Goat. Anybody getting it? Finally! A light bulb! Oh... There's a barack in the crowd. It's all right. Okay. Let's backtrack. 
Deborah's name means honeybee, okay? Here's our honey. JL is a goat. She's a wild goat. She's really wild. She is a wild goat, my friends. Where else does milk come from besides cows? Don't say cats. Goats! Goats! Okay, so is how funny is it when Sisera comes in and he's like, I'm so thirsty, give me a glass of water. And she's like, I'll give you something better. I'm going to give you some of my special juice. And I've heated it up a little for you, Sisera. Made it nice and warm. Okay, so it'll make you nice and sleepy. So here we go. Are you ready for the mind-blowing fact? Look at, your, look at your books. Get your pens out. The promised land was the land of milk and honey. God used a bee and a goat to save his people in the promised land. Come on, how cool is that? And they're both women. And you know what they were before they were women? Little girls. A little, little honeybee and a little, little wild goat. How cute is that? And they grow up to be two of the most ferocious women in the Bible. Okay? That is so cool. And we love Barak too. He's cool, but I feel like a lot of men are like this. I'm being live streamed right now. I got to be careful. Slightly slow to the game sometimes. I don't know. Not, not everybody, of course, but yeah. So there's your story. Deborah. Okay, Deborah, And Deborah shines. She's in the spotlight the whole time. But JL, come on, right? What a courageous woman. And some of us are sitting here thinking, I don't know, she murdered a guy. Right? Like, isn't that kind of frowned upon? Was that not one of those things scratched onto those two tablets that Moses brought down, you know, from the mountain? Thou shalt not, one of those things, you know? But, okay, I mean, she did it. So let's go to Judges chapter 5 quickly. Go to the very next chapter and look at the very... Did you have a heading in your Bible? For Judges chapter 5, what does your Bible say? The Song of Deborah? That's, mine says the Song of Deborah and Barak. That's interesting that some say one thing and some say the other thing. What does verse 1 say? Then sang Deborah and Barak. They're singing together. The Song of Victory, okay? He's still a good guy. He's a good guy, see? But whose name is mentioned first? Deborah, <laughs> kind of funny, although Barak gets his shining moment later. I told you about that, okay? So this is the song of Deborah and Barak, and they sing this beautiful song. I tried singing it at breakfast. It doesn't really flow. I got to like verse two and went, I can't do this. I don't know what the tune was, but go all the way down to 24, verse 24 to verse 27. Go all the way down to verse, so it's still chapter five. Down to, to verse 24. This is interesting. I would think that JL was a cool part of the story, but there'd be kind of a... 
right, given to her in the next chapter. It says this, most blessed of women be Jael. Oh my. The wife of Habar the Canite of tent-dwelling women. (laughs) Most blessed. That's funny. The tent peg. Wow, I'm just struggle. He asked for water and she gave him milk. She brought him curds. Okay, even better. It's a little chunky. It was a little chunky. Yeah, like he gagged a little bit. Right before it, right? In a noble's bowl. It was kind of like the oysters, but chunky milk. So chunky that it's served in a bowl? Just saying. She sent her hand to the tent peg. This is all in a song. So you have to picture it being sung. She sent her hand to the tent peg and her right hand to the mallet. What kind of song is this? (laughs) She struck Sisera. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple. Between her foot he sank, he fell. He lay still. Between her feet he sank, he fell. Where he sank, there he fell. Dead. (laughs) That was in the victory song. That was verse like seven. Everybody was asking for verse seven. You know how like churches, when they get real, they run out of ideas completely. Completely run out of ideas or the, the worship leader got sick, right? They're like, oh, let's have a hymn. Pick your favorite hymn night, right? Oh, number 127, morning has broken. No, you don't remember that one? Okay, so Israeli hymn sings. There was always that smart aleck in the crowd that was like, verse seven of Deborah and Barak's song. And everyone's like, shh. It's one in every crowd. (laughs) That was verse seven. So, JL, I don't know, for some reason she gets, she skims right through and gets a blessing for this, okay? And we're going to find out a little bit tomorrow why. See, I have to keep you like, I have to keep you with me. If I tell you why now, the story's just over, okay? JL, we're going to find out why JL tomorrow got any credit for this, okay? Because she did something pretty mean. And if we were to do it today, there would be no glory for that action at all, okay? Mm -mm, Don't do that. Nobody can have my tent peg. All right, just know that I have it. Just know that I have it. Okay, one more passage of scripture. Here we go. Turn to Hebrews 11. We're going to just quickly, I just want to prove to you something that Barak is a good guy in case you go home and you're like, I'm not sure. She never showed us. Hebrews 11. Let's look at it quickly. Hebrews, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews. That was easy to follow, right? It's like towards the end of the Bible. Hebrews. By the way, are there any any places in the Bible that talk about coffee? Hebrews. Hebrews. Oh, mercy. You brew coffee. He. 
Hebrews it. That's how it should go right there too. Hebrews it. Amen. Okay, here we go. Verse 32 of Hebrews 11. Verse 32 of Hebrews 11. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, and Samuel, and the prophets. What did they do? Why? Why? What did they do? Who through faith... Wow. Right? Faith. Not who through cowardice. Who through faith conquered kingdoms. Yep. Enforced justice. Yep. Obtained promises. Yep. Stopped the mouths of lions. No. Quenched the power of fire. Well, not Barak. Escaped the edge of the sword. Were made strong out of weakness. Oh, that's cool. We're made strong out of weakness. Was there some weakness in the Barak story? Did he turn out strong because of who he partnered with? Yes. They were made strong out of weakness. That's a cool little phrase. Became mighty in war. Yep. Put foreign enemies to flight. Yep. Literally to flight. Sisera fled. Foreign enemies fleeing. And yet, they didn't get away, did they? So that is our story. That's our Bible story. We're gonna, we have one little piece tomorrow as to why JL could be considered a good person after what she did, okay? But this story is absolutely fascinating, okay? And goes back to really our theme verse, because we've talked about the good guys, okay? We've talked about Deborah. We've talked about Barak. We've talked about JL, good guys, but who really won the victory? God. And there's one tiny part of the story that I'm going to save for tomorrow because there's something that God did that I didn't even mention yet. There's this really cool detail that we skipped, completely skipped. In fact, I challenge you to go digging through Judges chapter 4 today and see if you can find that tiny detail. What detail, what did God do that only God could do that won the war? We completely skipped it. It has to do with the chariots. What did God do that only God can do? That's your homework for tomorrow. You come in tomorrow morning and be ready to tell me what did God do? We know what Deborah did, we know what Barak did, we know what jail did. What did God do that won the war? Okay, that's your homework. And then that's going to be part of our story tomorrow. But thanks be to God. This is at the end of your notes. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through who? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, we as women can know that God can and will use us, but ultimately it's still all about him. And we sang that this morning, glory, honor, praise be to him, not to us, never to us. Okay, the fact that I can stand up here and talk to you, 
Who cares? It's all about God. It's all about his word. I would have nothing to say to you without the word of God. Nothing to say to you that would ever change your life. It is all about God. And unless the Holy Spirit used what I said, there'd be no power in it at all. It's all about God. And if Jesus hadn't died, there'd be no good news for me to ever share with you. It's all about God. Right? Okay, let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you. We thank you again for these awesome stories in your word that point us right back to you. You are mighty in battle. The victory is yours. We see that in little David with his stone against Goliath. We see it in Daniel in the lion's den. We see it in so many stories, God. Impossible stories with impossible outcomes because you are the God who does that. You give impossible outcomes to impossible stories. And Lord, each and every one of us in this room is someday, at some point in our life, we're going to have an impossible story or an impossible problem. May we remember that you and you alone do impossible things. Give impossible outcomes. Lord, we thank you. You give us the victory. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.